Hi there, this is Amanda and you are listening to The Vining Perspective. Today is a daily drop. Dailies are typically between 5 and 10 minutes and are focused around thought leadership, inclusive to RevOp, sales, senior leadership, and business development. Thanks for tuning in. Hi everyone, Amanda here. It is Tuesday morning. It is early as can be in my world today. It is 4 a.m. I am going to try to get this done prior to Delilah waking up. We came up to the lake a couple days ago and I'm really grateful that we have a place we can escape to. We had a renter in here that had just checked out and I just needed to come to a place that I feel like more centered, more grounded, more whole. Uh, This has always been that place for me. This is where my dad passed. This is where his ashes are up here. It's quieter way of life up here. It is a slower pace here and I just wanted to kind of be by the water and just in the place that I feel like reminiscent of my childhood and just calmer too much of the same scenery for a while. And with everything going on us, I think that it's natural that we're all feeling a bit more stressed out. But with that said, this house has a really old blinds that just let in way too much freaking light. So Delilah is having the same issue as me, which is we're waking up way too early because that, you know, 4.30 a.m. sun is coming into the room. So I don't know why I'm up this early. Um, Probably more the first part of what I said, which is just the stress and the, you know, heaviness that is in my heart and mind lately. Our country is going through so much and I'm glad that there is outrage in a way, right? Because it's just like the systemic racism that has gone on at the hands of people that should be protecting, not murdering, is very real. And watching that video that I know is important to watch because it allows us to see how brutal, and it's hard to watch and it's hard to understand, truthfully. I think anyone with any level of empathy watching someone be murdered is not something you can do easily or something that doesn't sit with you after and make you either feel sick or make you feel heartbroken or make you want to just burst into tears or maybe a mix of all three. Um, But I think that that's okay to acknowledge that that level of hurt and pain, if we are seeing that, um, especially if you're in a privileged class like I am seeing that and then imagine how others feel. So you can totally understand the outreach and the sadness, but I think all of our hearts feel a bit heavy. You know, this is coming off being still in a pandemic, not having the same level of exposure to people that we care about, not having the same access to healthcare for mental health is going on. And then in my personal life, I've just had friends go through a completely unfathomable tragedy of losing a child and, I can't even imagine what they're going through as a mom. So all of that's weighing on my heart. And yet I'm sitting here trying to pause and go like, oh my God, you don't have any of these things impacting you individually. Like, why are you so stressed out and sad about all this? But then, you know, it's just, you can't help it. It's okay to be an empathetic person. So I'm sure many of you can relate to that. So I am trying to just center myself in every way that I can and be able to still be present and grateful and thankful that these things aren't affecting my immediate world. Like I know they are probably more so for many of you that are listening. So I guess I'm starting off today just as a 
human and an individual. I'm not trying to make any grandiose statements on behalf of the business I run. And as many times as I say that, this is my personal opinions. This is my personal podcast that I do in my time before work. I know it does get messy because so many internal people listen, but I just felt like for me as a human being, I had to say that. And I also wanted to say that I'm thinking of you all. Like I'm sure many of you that are listening need to hear that someone else is out there thinking of you today. And I promise you that I am. Uh, I know that many of you are dealing with uncertainty. You're dealing with tragedy. You're dealing with the stress of what you're seeing. You're dealing with outrage in what you've seen. You're going through it. Maybe um, you're going through a personal tragedy, like uh, God forbid, the one I just referenced, the people that I love and care about are going through. But no matter what, I just wanted to say like, if you're going through it, I am wishing you peace and healing and love and that we all get on the other side of this soon because this world is crazy. But I am going to attempt a podcast today after four and a half minutes of me talking about something completely different. Um, this podcast actually came in from one of you. And I love when you send me ideas and you love love when you send me topics because you're also real with me. And this is maybe what's been the biggest blessing of all of this is this has allowed us to become more vulnerable with one another where we can talk really honestly and like vent it out in an email in a message to me to try to attempt a topic. And I'm like, thank you. I really appreciate it. To the person who sent this one, you're going to know this is yours because it kind of came in as I believe your title was like half vent, half topic idea. You've actually inspired me to do multiple podcasts. So I'm not going to attempt to hit all four of your bullets. I'm going to attempt mainly to hit the first one today because there's a lot of good meat in there. And I really appreciate it because you've inspired me to do multiple topics, but I do think I have a decent answer on the first one. So that's the one I'm going to attempt. So essentially the crux of what this individual was talking about was about teamwork and team projects. So I think we're all in a scenario right now where we are being put into teams and we are all virtual and we are all trying to present on meaningful topics because in any business, in any industry, you're going through unique unprecedented circumstances and challenges that you're trying to figure out who do you want to be on the other side of it? What do you reimagine yourself to be? So we're essentially picking apart every single business unit and trying to inspire the correct way of our change and our method and how we want to achieve success in our futures or how we're going to do that in a time of going through all these circumstances we probably never imagined in each of our industries and our businesses, in our personal lives, our professional lives and beyond. So Teamwork is coming up more and more. And I really related to this topic because I do a ton of group work and teamwork. So specifically, I'm on multiple different teams in leadership, but one that I work on really closely is the Corporate Traveler um, Supergroup, sometimes we're called, or Corporate Traveler Management Team, or whatever the heck you want to call it. But essentially, it's the leadership group for Corporate Traveler globally, uh, headed up by Chris Galanti, our corporate CEO steps in essentially as our managing director for Corporate Traveler. We've got Fritz, our CMO on the team. We've got the various Corporate Traveler leaders from each nation and beyond. And we're trying to come together as a unit to make sure that we have global cohesion in our brand, but also that we are making informed and intelligent decisions of who we want to be in our future. So bi-weekly, we meet nice and early my time. It's at about 6 a.m. for a couple of hours. And then in between the weeks, we have various group work we do with our teams. So luckily for me, I'm on a bomb ass team and we typically have like-minded ideas and we share our workload and 
everybody puts their hand up. So I'm very fortunate, but I can understand that, that challenge of having your voice heard or if someone's really railroading the conversation or someone is not allowing it to go beyond narrative or how do you do really effective teamwork? And this individual was sharing even a story of a time where they were met with so much friction in that environment that they didn't get to speak up or get their opinion heard. And then it came back as, oh, I wish I heard from you more and how tough that that could be, right? So it can really be perceived as, oh, were you the person in the group who didn't contribute if then your idea didn't resonate? Or I know I've been on the side of a group or a team where I'm like, I actually don't agree with the majority and how am I going to get my opinions in there or how am I going to have work that I'm proud of at the end of this? So I'm sure you guys can relate to this. I'm sure you're doing for, you know, a virtual TL meeting or you're doing this for a, uh, for your leader on your SWAT team, you're doing a various project with one another. So I wanted to teach you guys a tactic that I came up with to make sure that every single person has control in a group project and that we didn't miss the mark of what we were intending to achieve and that we gave everybody ample work to do. So this is something I came up with probably two two or so years ago that I use as a method in group work. So I'm going to explain it to you all and you'll be like, oh shit, she did do that to us when we did a team project together. So I kind of expose my own secrets here sometimes, but that's okay. So I'm going to teach you something that I came up with. And I want to also just say self-awareness again. So I always talk about self-awareness and I am I believe that I'm a self-aware person. Um, I'm sure I have my moments where something just totally misses the mark or it doesn't resonate. But for the most part, I know. I even know when people don't get the point that I say or are frustrated with me, I typically know. Like if I'm being relentless and someone's getting annoyed at me, like I, I know who I am. I think I'm pretty self-aware. But one of those self-awareness awakening moments in teamwork is that in my younger years, I have a lot of opinions. I want to get them out. I want to be proud of it. I'm naturally a workaholic. I'm a bit neurotic. I have an extreme attention to detail. I can be a perfectionist at times. These things don't work in a group setting because what would happen is I would sometimes railroad the narrative of what I wanted the outcome to be, and I would take on too much of the work. And it didn't allow the more introverted people or the people who are not looking for conflict or to challenge me. So I had to really have a moment of awakening and self-awareness long ago and say, I need everyone else to be heard too and be able to properly make sure that their voices are heard, they contribute, and that I don't just railroad the agenda with what I think my topic should be because I need to make sure that I'm learning from everyone else in my peer group as well and not just being so extroverted that I'm filling air when the air that they could be filling is a lot more intelligent than mine as well, right? So I came up with this method so that everyone could feel that they're in it. So basically, if we start doing group and teamwork and you can see immediately there's lots of different opinions going on, there's lots of different conflicting uh, resolutions, there's different ways you want to approach the challenge, or you're just kind of talking in circles, it's really easy to just start it by either whiteboarding it, putting it on a flip chart, if you're doing it virtually, sharing a screen and creating a virtual one. But going back and breaking it down into these steps. So the first is why. Why are we assigned this exact challenge? So it could be about anything, whether you're reimagining what customer centricity looks like on the other side, you're reimagining what oh, the wages for your business look like on the other side, you're anything at all. You're reimagining your marketing um, direction in a new budget. It could be anything, but the ch- why? 
So the why is the challenges. You know, why do we think we were assigned to this topic? What are the key areas that need to be broken down? Why do we think we were given this, right? So you're basically thinking about and understanding the outcome that the group work is intending you to get to. Why? What are the challenges? After you do the what are the challenges, because you'll see that there's going to be a lot of consistency in this part. Typically, you're all intelligent people. You work for the same company, you have some level of like-mindedness, or you know the leader that assigned you the project, and you can go, yep, we know why we got assigned it. We know the challenges we need to overcome. So you go ahead and you surmise those. And after you surmise those, I always circle three, maybe three to five, the key areas of focus, because then you have the group rowing in the same direction and you have everybody kind of going, yep, we all agree that those are the key areas that we're going to focus on. Because in group work, you cannot focus on 15, 20 challenges and think you're going to achieve them because they only get lost. And then you don't have a proper proposal of what you're intending to achieve by the end. So you get your why, you circle your three to five. The next thing, and this is really important, is what are your criticals to keep? Okay. So now you're, before you start thinking about, oh, well, how are we going to go ahead and fix all these challenges? We're going to assign things to do them. What are you saying is your critical to keep? And the reason why I do this part here, and this could be anything, it can be what is the DNA of your business? If you live, some of the examples I was given, I was saying, okay, sales or wages, what are the things that you don't want to do in a way that is going to have a negative potential outcome to your business? What are just too far away from who your brand is or who your business is or who your team is that you cannot overcome, you cannot change, it would be detrimental to your business or, or, or beyond, right? So what are your criticals to keep? And why I think this step is important is because you will see variance in the room, especially if you're in a scenario like the one I just described. We've got everyone from Australia to the UK to South Africa, US. Canada, beyond all over it, trying to make the same decision. It's not an easy thing to do. So it's really important for us to remember, what are the criticals for us to keep, right? So if we were doing a group work, then we know our criticals to keep are that we have a dedicated service model, or we know that we are going to need to have um, customer centricity. It could be all these various pieces, but you have to know what your criticals to keep are. So that for you, if you're the person feeling frustration, that things get railroaded by the team, or they have an uh, an outcome that you don't desire, or you fundamentally don't agree with, here's your point to speak up and say, no, 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 we can't do that. I believe that that would have a detrimental impact to our business overall. Okay. So you've done your why, which are your challenges that you're trying to overcome. You've got your criticals to keep. You've got your, this is foundationally what I believe in who we are. And then you want to surmise it with achieve. What are we trying to achieve? You should be able to say at this point your outcome that you're intending to achieve by doing this group work together. And then that's essentially your vision statement. That's your close. That's your big powerful moment of what you're intending to achieve. So I would recommend you then have that and you have an amazing building block to your team foundation. And then depending on how many people are in your respective team, you've already circled your three to five challenges of what you're intending to work on. And then you can assign them accordingly to each person and what you want that to look like. The next part that I would highly recommend is you, if you're assigning them to do their pre-work, you have someone who's going to likely be your presentation creator. That doesn't mean they need to be the presenter. It doesn't work to have five people plug into the same presentation I found after many years. It's kind of like I put my hand up or someone else puts their hand up and we may change that piece. But 
being helpful in that people are going to have their different points that they're most passionate about and most relate to them. Don't be afraid to write a talk track out together um, or you start writing that talk track in, in a group setting of who's going to talk to what slide and share that work in that way as well. Or you can have it as a sense of who's going to open, who's going to close, who's going to do the presentation in the middle, and then who's going to answer the questions being different people. But also really think about how you're going to assign it and don't just say, oh, you're assigned. Um, these are all things that I've worked on because I'm also naturally the one that people, when it's any sales presentation, they'll go, Amanda, you should do it. Do it. You're going to get our message across. You're you're a good salesperson. But when people don't have the chance to do that just because their role had been dif- different previously, it doesn't mean that they're not just as strong as a salesperson. They just haven't had as much opportunity. And I really want them to have that opportunity. I've had my moment to shine in a public speaking moment at work. I want other people to feel empowered to not only take that moment, but share in that work together. So those are just some of the tips of things that I do often when I'm assigned to teamwork. One, they're for my own self-control. I'm extremely extroverted, as you all know. It makes me stop. It makes me pause. It forces me to not overtalk or destroy a narrative because I can't stop talking. And it's really something I do struggle with. It sounds silly, but I don't know what to do other than failure, as you can see 16 minutes and 46 seconds into this podcast. But for many, they don't know how to butt in. So these are steps for my own personal accountability, but also ones I really hope will work for you. And it's okay if you're the most introverted person on the team or normally the quietest. You can say, guys, before we get started, would it help if we just quickly broke things down into the why we're doing this, which are going to be our challenges, our criticals to keep, so like the fundamentals we know we're not going to move away from and then just have a quick, you know, last minute of what we're trying to achieve or what our vision statement is so that we can properly move forward to assign tasks and work and break out three to five main areas of focus. No one is going to walk away from that and not appreciate the reeling people in and just getting some consistency going and really having a, a meaningful um, rest of your workshop as opposed to it just kind of spiraling and going everywhere and talking in circles. So good luck. I know today was a lot longer than my normal daily drops. I wish you all the best in implementing this strategy into your group work. I'd love to know if it works. I love hearing from you. So please don't hesitate to keep sending me the emails and messaging the inbox. And again, I'm thinking of all of you who need it. I know many of you out there need it. And I will continue to just keep praying for peace and healing and strength and look forward to being through the other side of all of this chaos and hopefully a better world with you all. Goodbye, everybody.